ladies and gentlemen, it is about that time to rock and roll here on the Parental Revolution. This is host Tim Scomo, and of course, we're rocking it every day, all the time. And, uh, well, we have a terrific lineup here tonight. We're going to have Linda Gross with us here tonight. I'm going to be going into detail what what she's all about and, uh, and the like. And she's got some incredible updates and information to give to you all. So you want to grab your friends, your families, your buddies, whatever, and tell them to tune in. They need to know this stuff. And this is stuff that uh, I, I don't know everything. I mean, yeah, you guys know that I'm a good advocate, child advocate, and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? We're, we're really going to bring this just about full circle here tonight. And, uh, it, you know, let me adjust my volume here just a little bit here. Maybe uh, you can hear me a little bit better. Yay. All right. Uh, well, folks... The thing is, is uh, on mainstream, especially in the press, this is how it is, folks. There's nothing out there that are pro-male. I mean, very little at best. And, you know, Parental Revolution is trying to change that. Well, as I went to that rally... I, I think it was in June or July. Uh, I'm sure that Linda can probably correct me on that. But it was this year we went to the uh, the, the state capitol here in California. And she actually spoke on behalf of the rally to the media. And she she kicked butt. Uh, I, and I got to hand it to her. Uh, she actually, we there's a short video clip there on my Facebook page and you definitely need to check it out. It'll give you a good vibe of what she's about in a nutshell. And and of course, you know, the media it takes a a hard bias slant to everything and they got to control everything. And for those that are just listening in and need to uh need to call in to listen, please do uh mute your mic or mute your cell phones. And uh, we will certainly get to you when we open up the phone lines. Sorry about that. Anyways, I appreciate you guys calling in, though. Uh, We will open up the phone lines after the first commercial break. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you. Linda Gross. Please, welcome to the show and uh, the, the, the men's advocate. Here we go. Why, thank you, Tim. Thanks for that great introduction. Yes, that was uh, on in honor of Father's Day, which happens annually every year at the state capitol in most of the states, and that was June 17, so the, uh, the business day prior to Father's Day is when they usually have it. If uh, folks can't come out, if the state capitol is too far from where they live, they can go to their local family court, because I'm sure those people are having rallies as well. Yes, uh, Father's Day. I I should have known that. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to remember. <laughs> oh, I know uh, aggrieved dads are not given enough props, but that's that's what it's in honor of. Yes, and you know, folks, just as it says, uh, the the men's advocate, uh, she really puts her neck out there. Uh, she's one of the very few wonderful ladies out there that actually spe- uh, that actually speaks on the male perspective. And, I mean, she does throw in the female as well. After all, she is a lady. But she really tries to take on that whole beast and tries to get women to understand both sides rather than just hearing from one side. And we all know that. Anyways. 
And oh, what a beast it is. It's such a tangled web of problems and dilemmas and some of the, some of them do lead to the dad and some of, a lot of them don't a lot of these actions are uh, made by women and it has nothing to do with the guys um, yeah I have some juicy stuff to uh, add to that behind the scenes what's going on fantastic and you know I do want to bring up the uh, main topics I uh, don't want to forget about that uh, the main topics that we'll, we will be touching bases on all throughout the show and of course the commentaries, the call-ins, uh, all of you guys. And uh, as soon as we uh, do the first 30 minutes of the show, of course, we'll do our first commercial break, and we'll crack open that phone line. I would love to hear from everyone. It, anyways, okay, the topic, first one, is going to be about custody. And I know uh, <laughs> there are many people out there that would love to just jump on that topic, but we're going to give Linda Gross a chance to speak up about that first because she has some phenomenal news for all those equal parents, uh, the, all those people that are voting for equal parenting and petitioning for it. Well, she's got a great report. Um, well, I want to say report, but yeah, it, it is. But she's actually got some really great news about that. Yes, for all those fighters out there. And the next thing we're going to be talking about is politics in general. So custody, politics, yeah, we can throw in the court too, why not? But then uh, I'm also going to really capitalize on her show that she does every Wednesday. Finding the forces of good and evil here. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, let's kick this off, really. Topics, topics, topics. Custody. Uh, okay, I and I know that this is like an unbearable forest. Many, many, many trees in this forest. So where would you like to start? Oh, gosh, it's all over the place, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. for the state of California, and I think this happens across the United States because it is a federal bill. It's a federal enactment. As I was talking about at my speech uh, on on the courthouse steps there at the state capitol in Sacramento, California, I know a lot of aggrieved dads, or, you know, please pardon me if I say the word dad, it it applies to anyone who is an alienated parent. Unfortunately, it happens more often with dads than with moms, but I apologize in advance if I use a generic term. It does happen to moms too, but just not as mm-hmm. much. Anyway, a lot of the aggrieved, uh, alienated uh, parents kind of want to just blame whoever is linear, like right in the line of sight. So they want to blame this corrupt judge. They want to blame the corrupt lawyers who are just lining their pockets and can't wait to just, you know, write another bill and ship off, you know, another bill to you for $4,000 for seemingly whatever work they they did. Um, That's all well and good, but what I invite your listeners to do is to look beyond that. It's, It's way, the problem is way more tangled than that. Um, I don't think it's a situation where it's a corrupt judge who's signing the this order that makes no sense whatsoever. Um, these judges are employees, much like our listeners are employees. They are only being to- they are only doing what they're told to do. So let's say 
you have, you know, a referendum and you get rid of this judge or what have you, guess what? The system has 12 more judges, just like this one, and those people are going to be, quote, you know, corrupt, un unquote, as well. So it's not the situation of the judge. When I dug on this issue further, it turns out that there is a clause in the Social Security Act, which is a federal act, that every time the judge signs an order in this manner, guess what? The states make money. Mm -hmm. They they get paid. The last time, the last reported figure for the state of California was a half a million dollars annually for signing those cases and orders the way that they did. In other words, to alienate one of those parents. So if the if the parents are not alienated, guess what? The state doesn't get that money. So that's a big motivating factor. So that's not enough of the onion layer. You, we have to go <laughs> even further back than that. Like, who on earth wrote this bill? Like, what special interest group wrote this bill in Washington? And that's like my next set of homework is to, like, you know, dig deep on that as well. So don't don't just look at the easy answer. Oh, it's a corrupt, you know, lawyer or judge or court system or what have you. Um, there are so many issues behind the issues, and in order to solve this mammoth problem, we have to go exactly where the problem is being created and solve it at that level. Wow. Hey, I'm telling you folks, this lady knows what she's talking about, and I, and I think uh, most of you have already gotten that vibe. So, yeah, we, we have Voice of Liquid Gold coming from Linda Gross. And she's definitely got her finger on the pulse. Uh, th that's, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's it's easy to chalk it up to say, well, isn't it all about money? Well, you know, of course it is. Of course. It, uh, Yeah, obviously. Uh, and, and have you ever heard about the Title IV defunding and all that kind of stuff, Linda? I have. And you know what? I made a quick uh, verbal typo here. It's half a billion dollars the states get paid annually. Half a billion, not half a million. Sorry for this extra zero. Um, dropping the extra zero. Half a billion. And if they want to read up, if your listeners want to read up on that, uh, not only should they read up on Title 4D, but also check into the act that I'm talking about. It's Social Security Act Section 458. That's Section four five eight um it's crazy so one way to battle a bill like this and i only know this because i'm also passionate on another men's rights issue which is another group that i'm working with is the um, abolition and the reform of lifetime alimony and it turns out if you as a citizen want to overturn a bill that makes no sense or you don't like it or it no longer applies. By the way, these bills all made perfect sense in the 50s and 60s. Um, they were, were originally there to protect women and children um, from being battered, you know, from d domestic abuse. That's all well and good, but unfortunately, here we are 40, 50 years later, and they are using those same bills and laws and have turned against men, and they're going into court, they're lying about such things just so they can get sole custody. So, 
Um, anyway, if you as a citizen want to overturn that, you can do so. All we need to do is there is strength in numbers. We need 400, I know it sounds like a, an awful lot, 400,000 signatures to get to be a ballot measure. So that's what it, we didn't get that far with the, uh, with the lifetime alimony thing, I think we got up to about 100,000, um, my group that I'm dealing with that. But so what? It was only our first year. The word needs to get out. So, you know, if you're going through such issues, I bet you know 20 more people that are going through similar issues. And if, it, if you're on Facebook or social media, I bet you know thousands more uh, who are going through the same type of issues. And it should be fairly easy to reach that 400,000 uh, mark. So yes. what I would say is somebody just needs to make a boilerplate and then ship it off to all tens of thousands of uh, men who are in this category. Let's all sign it. Let's all send it to our state legislature and get these bills changed. At least get let's get on the ballot. Let's get under review. Amen. Wow. Okay, you've certainly done your research. You even know exactly how many signatures or votes needed to uh, conquer that mountain. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then parallel to this, mm -hmm. I am trying to gain an audience. I was uh, that same trip when we went when we were there in June um, after the, the speech, I went to tour the, the state capitol and I was talking to a state official who was our, our tour guide at the moment. And he said it's fairly easy to talk to your legislators. Um, and he said that you have to call at a certain time in a certain place. He says the best time to call <laughs> is 9 a.m. because they're not in session. They're not in a meeting. They're usually at their office. They're usually checking messages. And that's the optimal time to call. He says, call them, and, um, you know, if it's like a one or two sentence statement that you want to give, that statement has to be given to uh, your state representative or your senator. If, it, if you have something more to say that's going to take more than two sentences, then ask for an appointment. So I'm at that level right now. Um, I am talking to our state representative. Um, their office has contacted me. And I guess some, some representatives have like a little form you can fill out. That's what we did. Uh, you fill out the form. You ship it off. They've, they've now been in contact with me. What do you want to talk about? And we give them like a paragraph of what do you want to talk about. And hopefully um, I'm going to be in the state capitol again next month. Hopefully, my time and their time will coincide and we can make this happen. If it doesn't coincide, maybe a phone call or a Skype call um, will get the job done as well. It's, it's a lot of legwork, but believe you me, I have dads who are paying their child support, who have not seen their kids in three years, five years, eight years. Um, it's just an outrage. So we need to not only fight your fight, but but do it collectively because I really do think there is strength in numbers. Fantastic, you, you know I you've you kind of kicked my butt on that, and and I I explain that why just to the point, you know I always talk about strength in numbers that we need to you know help each other and uh, you know fight the jolly green giant here, uh, the family courts and all that kind of stuff, and you just kind of. Well, I've I've already reviewed this. I've already talked to the uh, main uh, talking heads, and 
come out with a very precise plan, and this is all we have to do. <laughs> just direct hit. Yeah. I, and I'm just kind of like going around in circles wondering how to land, and you, you've already got that checkmate. So. And I know you live in Northern California yourself. I mean, I'm, I'm down here in L.A. I'm six hours away. So, um, you know, it, for, the, for those of you who are listening, if you want to join my battle or follow, uh, you know, a parallel battle in your own state, uh, just hop on to my Facebook fan page. It's yes. the same name as the name as name of my radio show. It's called The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. That's the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Up at the top uh, corner, hit the like page button right where the banner is. Don't don't uh, hit the post, but hit at the top of the page where it says like page. Um, and then hit it a second time to allow notifications. And once a week, you'll get uh, alerted on what the show topic is, who my guests are, and any and all links and references that I talk about on the show. So this one... Um, you know, my, my meeting, if we can get a meeting in person with our state representative, I will definitely uh, let you, Tim, know, as well as be, I will be posting it on my Facebook fan page. Anyone who wants to join in uh, to that same meeting, <laughs> yes. more power to you. Come along. Join the fun. Fantastic. And I, I thank you for doing that extra effort. Uh, uh, Linda, you're really going above and beyond. And, uh, folks, uh, I'm kind of speechless. And I, I just stuttering over my own words, and I do that sometimes. And forgive me. But uh, Linda, she's got it going on, folks. Uh, and I don't think we're going to find any other lady out there. Maybe a few. And those ladies are maybe like Phyllis Schlafly or the like. Otherwise, you're you're not going to get this from no one, especially from media. And yeah, I I've noticed that some guys, you know, they'll go out there and they come to me and they say, "Well, you know, I've tried to go to the media and they don't want to hear it." You know, and I've had women come to me and and they all have great cases of parental alienation. Uh you know, the court's not Citing in their favor due to uh, just erroneous, you know, just backwards. Uh, how else do I say this? I, I want to be able to say foul play with these judges, and they want to take it to the media to expose it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can see that train of thought. And, you know, it seems sensible. And taking it to mainstream, let everybody you know expose them for what they really do, and they've they've seen positive outcomes of those exposures in the past because they've actually took on maybe a few cases out there that dealt with the family law and stuff like that. So they're thinking, why don't I do the same? And I, I can understand the logic in that, I really do. But uh, the key thing to do, really, to conquer this beast is uh, either following the footsteps of what Linda is doing uh, or, you know, try to learn, uh, you know, how the system works. And what I see Linda doing is relatively kind of beating them at their own game, uh, getting on board, finding out, you know, who the players are, who does she need to talk to, who can change this directly, and that's what she's doing. 
Right. You have to understand their rules. In order to play the game, you have to play by their rules. That's how you will win. You can't play by your own rules because they're not interested. They have all the power. So you have to, first of all, find out what game are they playing, what are their motives, what is their agenda, and who are the key people that we need to talk to to see if we can, you know, get our foot in the door. Perfect. It's very interesting. I, I have mm-hmm. my guest for next week. I'm having um, the representative from the state of Missouri. Her name is Kathy Swan. Yes. She's going to be my guest next week. And she has tried to pass the Equal Parenting Bill for two years now. And finally, it just got passed. Yes. And okay. it was Sorry. almost a unanimous decision. They have 34 um, voting members in their Senate. And they have about 150 voting members in their uh, representatives. And it was, I think, only like four people were against it. It was a unanimous approval. And it took her two years. When it came up for ballot uh, last year, it got blocked. And I asked her, well, what changed last year between, you know, this year and last year? What really? happened? And yeah. who was blocking it? And she said the, the party that was blocking it was the Missouri State Bar. I'm like, wait a minute. Um, isn't it supposed to be a constitution of the people, by the people, and for the people? Like, it's not supposed to be about a special interest group, meaning the state bar. So I said, how was it that the, if you, and the result is, the proof is in the pudding, because it was almost unanimous this time, and last time it didn't even get out of committee. It didn't even go on the Senate floor or the representative floor. It just stayed in some little room there, and that room was controlled by the head of the state bar. And I'm like, why does the person at the state bar have more power than the people? I don't get it, especially since all the legislators are voting correctly. And um, so anyway, that's that's my next juicy <laughs> tale that I'm under. That was my next phone call. It's like, I want her on the show. I want to find out why would, would the state bar of Missouri oppose such a make-sense uh, bill and the bill, by the way, is they formerly were having the dad uh, see the child. I think on Wednesdays and one weekend a month. That was it. That was the standard way that they signed the orders. Now, as a result of passing this new bill, um, they will get fifty fifty uh, custody. Now, the judge still has um, a capability to override it. You know, there might be some exceptions this way or that way on, I don't know, on a minority of the cases. Hopefully, the minority is not more than 10% of the cases, if not 20% of the cases. But for the majority, the 80, 90% of people who are following the rules, who are good parents, they that child needs to see both parents. Yes, it didn't work out between the parents, but we shouldn't be penalizing our children. So anyway, I made a call to the Missouri uh, State Bar and I said, I understand that you guys uh, blocked it last year. So I just wanted to do reporting on both sides of the issue. I want to, you know, give you a fair shake and see why you would block such a measure. And she, you know, these are very highly educated and schooled uh, attorneys, as you can well imagine. And she was stumbling 
all over her words. <laughs> and then she said, well, I don't know that I can talk to you. I will have to talk to my state bar committee to see if I'm even allowed to talk to you. Oh, geez. Wow. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, you're supposed to, not she per se, but the legislators are supposed to be representing the public, the constituents. And instead, look what's going on they're beholden to whatever the state bar is telling them to do and it doesn't even get out of committee it doesn't even get on the floor for a vote wow yeah so we'll be i'll be interested to see if she writes you know if she calls back and if she doesn't call back i'm going to create even more noise i mean because this is outrageous you're you know if you are <laughs> representing um in in her case her state um you know that's that's to me that's a special interest group that's not representing the public Exactly. It's time to bang the drums, folks, and uh, <laughs> help Linda. Uh, and, uh, you know, anybody that makes a concerted effort like Linda is doing, if, if anybody's out there, I would be supporting you and standing behind you every step of the way. Right now, Linda's doing that. I support her, and so should you. And there is more to this subject about equal parenting. And could you tell us a little bit about that, Linda? It, 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 I believe that was in Washington, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there was about a case. what now? I, I believe that there was a case uh, for equal parenting. And was it in Washington? I, don't, I may have gotten my facts all messed up. You know, a lot of times these bills do come down the pipe and they are approved by the legislators and then the next state uh, state from there it has to be approved by the executive branch so meaning mm -hmm. the um the governor of that state also has to pass that bill in order for it to become law so sometimes the legislators are doing their job but for whatever reason the special interest groups they get their foot in the door as i think i think that's the case that you're referring to in washington um, they get their foot in the door and the government vetoes the bill and says, okay, I, I don't think it's in the best interest of the child. And they deny the bill. Hmm. Oh, I, okay. I want to, you know, if, you're, if your listeners are interested, this uh, same um, lady who, who is the head of the Missouri uh, State Bar, um, she has written a... Um, what do you call this? She has written a statement. It's it's a 25-page statement, by the way. Um, I haven't had a chance to read it, but I will read it before the show. And anyway, the crux of the statement, uh, the crux of her statement says, the ethical reasons why attorneys can't vote in favor of the alienated parent. And I thought, holy cow, really? So that's what's, that's what's being disseminated behind the scenes. So we have to, you know, pull an attack that's equal or better than the kind of attack that, that they're going on. I can't imagine why they would write such a thing. Really? I mean, the ethical reasons why attorneys can't vote in favor of the alienated parent. Wow. Just, it's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, it's absurd. Uh, and actually, there's plenty of scientific, factual data that proves that children do far better in equal parenting or in, in a uh, solidified home, uh, the, the, in a regular, linear family unit. 
uh, I mean, the scientific fact is, I mean, everything has been proven time and time again. And for them to do that and just, oh, you know, can't do it. We're just going to go, uh, you know, go go along with the custodial parent. Well, we, we know that that's what they do. It's consistent for the past 40 years. It, we know that the, the, the main crux is money. We, we know this. But, uh, you know, as Linda explains it very well, we need to support, get behind, and do what we need to do. And, and if it's, uh, you know, people signing a petition, well, these are one of those petitions that will actually benefit, that everybody will benefit from. And take a stand, you know, from these change.orgs and these other uh, websites that go along and, uh, you know, say that all you have to do is just sign a petition and everybody listens. Not exactly. No. But you see, Linda Gross, she's actually done the legwork. She's found out what she needs to do, how she needs to go about doing it, what she needs to say. And there you go. I mean, she's she's already got the information. She's got the phone number. She's got, you know, the the people's names. And that's a lot further than what a lot of people have. So Yeah, and I'm so excited to see what other states are doing because I, I feel like you can learn off of someone's mistakes and someone's successes. So if Missouri finally got this darn thing passed, it's like I want to dig deep into that to see how they got it passed. Maybe we can apply that to our own state. And I do want to find out why it didn't pass last year. I'm going to stay like a pit bull on that state bar lady to find out what was her reasoning as to why it didn't get passed. So again, so we know what hurdles um, are going to come down our way that we can be prepared with the answer and the comeback well ahead of, you know, the bad stuff happening. Right on. Absolutely. And you know, they, they asked um, Barbara Walters a long time ago. I'm sorry I'm this old. But anyway, when no, no, she, she was the first reporter to ever earn a million dollars. And they asked her, let alone she was a female reporter, first reporter ever, right? Um, they asked her, what makes you think you're worth a million dollars? And how did you get this million dollars? And so she says, look, I, are, I come prepared. I already know the answer to the question before I ask the question of the person that I'm interviewing. And that's how we have to be, too. We already have to know what they're up to. We have to know their game. That We have to know how they play it. We have to know their roadblocks to where, you know, it's just, you know, it's like water flying off a duck's back. We're not going to be, you know, unfeathered in any way because we will already have seen this coming. And we know how to deal with it, how to counteract it. Excellent. And I really think that's like a position of strength when you already know what the other team's next move is. Yes, uh, and the key thing to that is, uh, well, as you were talking, uh, mentioning, it's information. Information is key. So, and and about roundabout way to get that information, that's, I, you know, that might be a whole new different subject and topic altogether, how to... Uh, a mass or to try to get a compilation of that information to be able to use that to battle the BS. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think, you know, the motivating cause, you know, in many cases it can be money, but sometimes it goes beyond money. Sometimes it goes to 
greed, it goes to prestige, it goes to bragging rights, it goes to gloating. I mean, there are all kinds of emotions that might come up that might make these legislators vote in a particular manner. In addition to being bribed. Um, I was, you know, I went in for a dental appointment to my um, hygiene appointment about a week ago, and she was saying that, you know, no one today, proact- no doctor today proactively tells you, here's what's wrong with you and here's how to solve the problem, you know, like a home remedy thing or how to prevent it in the future. You know, they just take out their notepad and they write you a prescription and mm-hmm. that's the end of that. Like, you know, you're taking drug after drug after drug to supposedly solve this problem. And she said that, um, you know, she was the hygienist, of course, and when the drug person comes to their office, they offer, um, you know, in her case, it was the dentist, but it could be, you know, replace that with the word doctor. It doesn't matter. It's the same MO. They give these doctors and dentists like $10,000 vacations. Like, if you start writing a prescription for, for my drug that I'm peddling, you know, we'll, we'll send you to the Bahamas. Uh, what, what doctor is not going to want a free vacation? So it has to, it has, it's not just the money. It's like the clout that, you know, I don't know, the, the prestige or whatever you want to call it. Um, who knows what's going on behind the scenes? I mean, what are they telling their state bar? I mean, are they going to get disbarred if if they endorse shared parenting? I mean, what bad thing is going to, what, what are they bribing them with? I mean, I really want to get to the crux of, you know, what they're telling their members um, because I think it'll be an eye-opener to see what, what they're telling their own members and how to vote and how to, to act in court. Yes. And, uh, you know, there could be underlying factors, right? You know, right now it's theoretical, but the fact that they fight so hard to to make any changes, well, actually, it's more like vilification and calling us conspiracy theorists or uh, or even worse. So, you know, when they try to attack us that way. They've got to be hiding something. Now, Wendy Ann Green, my co-host on Mondays, she came at me with information here that, well, it's an online, uh, let me see, it's called Projects, uh, it's a publication archive of the payments that doctors receive. All you have to do is just type in the doctor's name on this particular website Mm-hmm. And the area that they practice, and it tells you the amount of dollars they make in kickbacks from prescribing our children poison, essentially. Yeah, it, I believe it. And uh, I could uh, post that on uh, my Facebook page or in the live chat. And sorry about that, folks. I didn't mention that the live chat is available. Anybody can chatted up there on Spreaker. That's the main encoder streaming that we use here to be able to broadcast live on the internet. So it by tuning in, and if you're listening, you could look down just slightly below the place where you just tuned in and the, the Spreaker page popped up, or even with your mobile app. Just look down below just slightly, just finger it down a little bit, and you will see live chat or topic. 
All you have to do is just click on the live chat and voila, there you are. And what I will do is I'm going to post that information that I just gave for the publication of the information that people can actually go over there and uh, see what, how much these doctors are making and what Linda was just talking about, uh, all their kickbacks, you, you know, taking those vacations and lavish gifts and stuff like that. Well, you'd be surprised of how much money they make. On I know. I, I think just writing a check, the paper trail on that is going to be too obvious. It's much easier to say, okay, we've reserved, you know, a party <laughs> of four vacation in, in the Bahamas for you and maybe put the tickets in your daughter's name. You know, who's going to trace that? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's a, yeah, I think there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff going on. Oh, yes. And, uh, no, I mean, nobody, and no telling what's going on now with the ACA, the Affordable Care Act. Oh, my gosh. That's all in favor, it's all in favor of the health insurance companies now. So, Big Pharma is still there, bigger than ever, with the insurance companies. Kind of put two and two together here. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, um, with that all being said, uh, was there any other type of uh, custody questions that you can bring up or any type of, um, uh, you know, how do I say this? Any positive or favorable notes that have happened recently? Uh, otherwise, we'll go ahead and go to our first break. Um, not, not with regard to that, but I did have on a guest a couple of weeks ago. And it turns out that he formerly was a journalist himself. He's like in a different line of work now. But for many, many years, he was a journalist. And he was an aggrieved dad, an alienated parent. And he was going through, you know, a horrendous episode like many of you have. And he decided to go to therapy because he really had to vent. He really had to get this off his chest mm -hmm. to figure out, you know, yes. what's going on with me and my family and how can I cope? It turns out that he started uh, keeping a journal and writing down everything that was said and all the mishaps and missteps and what have you with regard to his ex and the court system and everything else. And um, he, he kept the journal for the purposes of being more effective in court, but it actually was, it served to be very cathartic. Now, the cool thing about this is that his journal, he ended up turning it into a book and because he was seeing a psychologist, the psychologist could um, tell him the underlying issues of why the ex-wife is doing X or Y or Z. Turns out that what happened is there is a psychological profile for women who are the alienating parent. Who knew that? Like I, That's the first time I've ever heard of it. So um, anyway, it turns out that these women have somehow been abandoned in childhood, maybe at age six, seven, eight, nine, whatever it is, and they've been sitting on, on this, on this uh, time bomb for like 40 years. So when it comes time to get a divorce with you, they go back to that negative childhood when they were uh, a young child and all those feelings that have not been resolved. So they are alienating you, the current ex-dad, the same way as their parent alienated them 
when they were in early childhood. I mean, this book is just absolutely fascinating. I definitely recommend um, if you want to find out mm. what's in her psyche, what makes a uh, a woman or an alienating parent go through this when they think they're actually doing these actions to protect their child but really it's not protecting the child at all obviously they're doing it for selfish reasons for um, you know reasons that are unresolved from their childhood and the name of that book by the way is called A Family's Heartbreak A Family's Heartbreak by Mike Jeffries is the author. Mike Jeffries uh, is the author along with his psychologist. And you can see the links uh, on my Facebook fan page if you want to look that up further. A fascinating uh, resolve. So one of the things I like to do on my show is when I have uh, dads on or when I have a guest such as this, I always ask them, what would you have done differently? What can we impart our audience and, um, you know, this might be part of the checklist when you're still in the dating phase before you pop the question, some kind of way maybe you might want to bring up um, if there was somebody that was uh, alienated in during childhood. And if so, if that ever got resolved, if she ever got therapy or treatment or some sort of, you know, closure to what happened to her. So the, the author's... Um, ex-wife it turned out that the mom had died early you know at an early age the dad couldn't deal with three kids raising three kids he put them all up for adoption hmm. and so she was definitely you know overnight she was abandoned and I guess the dad turned his back and never to be seen from again so I mean that is a huge gigantic hurt and you know as I did that story as I did that show I got so many people writing me saying oh, holy cow my ex-wife fits exactly in that category as well I mean I kept hearing story after story after story of here is the psyche here are the prem here is the premise of this type of person and um, you know they have mental health issues and they're retaliating on you with something it, that is really their problem fascinating stuff I think that's very detailed and in depth and uh, to actually think of it as a psychological problem you know I d my train of thought uh, I, I'm thinking that it had to have been something like that but can never quite place my finger on it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, there's some that call it uh, being uh, a sociopath or narcissistic and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, that, that may apply as well. But, you know, just trying to look at all avenues of approach here. That was a great mentioning. And, hey, we're, we're all learning here. And Absolutely, and and mm -hmm. uh, the reason why I guess I haven't heard of it is because it's not on the books. It's not in the psychology books at the moment. This type no. of mental illness is not on the books. I mean, there are some groups, probably there are also dads groups, pro-dads groups that are trying to get it in the psychology book so the psychologist does have the proper training to uh, deal with such things um, yeah it's another hole in our system another hole in the fabric 
that needs to get addressed. But, you know, it's one thing to keep your eyes open um, to not get yourself into hot water, you know, beforehand. I mean, it's if you can rule out some of these issues before you pop the question and go down the line further, (laughs) it might be to your benefit. And you might still end up marrying her, but at least maybe you got the two of you can take steps to bring closure to that episode of her life. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and take another quick break. We are already receiving callers coming in, and I appreciate your patience. But let's go ahead and take our first break. We'll be right back, folks, just a few minutes, and we'll open up that phone line. Welcome Stay tuned. to the Parenting Revolution with your host, Tim Scomo, bringing it to you live here on KTNT Radio. Live on air. Monday, Thursday, and Friday on KTNTRadio.com. I'm host Tim Scomo, and you're listening to Parental Revolution on KTNT Radio. We're on fire. It's time to call in. 707-701-3325. Good evening, gentlemen. It's such a pleasure to hear your voices on the radio. I, you know, you are spot on, dude. Yes. I was reading up on parental alienation uh, this morning. You know, you are spot on, dude. Fantastic. 707-701-3325. There was a social worker from Department of Social Services who came to my school and pulled me out of class. Stop the abuse. To question me. And in her report, she lied and said that I had said things that I know I did not say. Time to speak up and sound up. Let's inform each other, help each other, because you matter. Our children matter. We will not be silent. Stand with us. 707-701-3325. Call now. Real Live Radio. Online. Non-stop. You hear it. First. Is the Second Amendment your line in the sand? Is the United States Constitution important to you? Are you worried about gun confiscation? You need to join us for free at gunconfiscation.com. At gunconfiscation.com, you will meet like-minded patriots, get the latest Second Amendment news, and find anything you need to prepare for gun confiscation. Visit gunconfiscation.com today. That's gunconfiscation.com. Which side are you on? Now is the time to stand for freedom. Overpasses for America defends our Constitution by using the Constitution to oppose tyranny, corruption, and oppressive government officials. Stand up, speak out, and get involved by joining Overpasses for America and the tens of thousands of freedom-loving Americans who are exercising their constitutional rights by rallying on overpasses in Illinois and across America. Find out how you can defend the Constitution by visiting overpassesforamerica.com. That's overpassesforamerica.com. Hey, great news. Need to get the word out? Promote your business to the general public? Parenting Revolution has a fantastic deal for you. All you need is a sound clip, one minute maximum, and will be played throughout the entire broadcast. Your advertisement or promo guaranteed to grab the attention of an international audience. And it doesn't stop there. Will be continuously played in our on-demand archive. Need a sound clip or need a voiceover? We can do it for you. 
for nominal rates and further detail, please call 707-701-3325. Once again, that's 707-701-3325. A win-win investment that will go a long way while supporting our broadcast. And as always, thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back rocking at live and loud here on www.ktntradio.com on Parental Revolution. Sorry for the uh, little extended break, but we had to pass on some information. And, of course, you know, during our break, uh, sometimes we get into these discussions and it goes a little over. But uh, we are back. Folks, it is August the 11th, 2016, getting close to about 8 p.m. here on the Pacific and I know those on the East Coast, it is getting much, much later. So I appreciate all of you for tuning in and listening. We have a phenomenal guest here tonight. Uh, a very, very well-spoken guest by the name of Linda Gross. And she is the men's advocate. And she has the show titled The Men's Advocate Show. And you can also check out her website at www.themensadvocate.com. Please do check it out tonight. Anyways, without further ado, I'm going to hand the mic back over to Linda. And uh, we, we also have some people that called in. So uh, we do have the phone line open. If you have any questions for Linda, please give us a shout. Back to you, Linda. Thanks very much. I think we did have a question from one of your callers. That maybe you can uh, ask his question again on air. Yes. Uh, sure, yeah, right. sure thing. Um, I was wondering, like, how did you decide to become a... Uh, for men's uh, advocate? That's a really good question. Um, af- after I got a divorce, I was in a long-term marriage. I got a divorce. The first day out of the divorce, I thought, holy cow, where have all the good men gone? And I started writing a dating column. It was a daily dating column, Monday through Friday. And the column, after um, a couple of months' time, got so popular, my men kept saying, oh, my gosh, you got to write a book. Oh, my gosh, you got to write a book. This stuff is gold. <laughs> and so I did end up uh, writing a book. In fact, you guys can check that out. It's on Amazon. It's available um, in paperback as well as an ebook, and the name of it is Mastering Women. That's on Amazon. Mastering Women, the real truth about women that will change your life forever. And you can use the tips in my book either for a one-night stand or all the way on the other end of the spectrum, uh, which is your forever girl, how to find that, that one, that forever girl. And I have even a lot of guys tell me that they use these same tactics at work with female bosses and female superiors, um, somebody that you're just not getting along with. Like, how do you, you know, smooth those waters? So, um, yeah, it's, it's chock full. A lot of my men do buy the paperback book, and they tell me they get a yellow highlighter and read that book four and five times, that it's their, their men's Bible, because it tells you 
anything and everything you want to know about women, how to, uh, I, I, I teach you how to get your cojones back, how to be the man in the situation. I don't care what women's lib is saying. I don't care what feminists are saying. Um, no matter what comes out of their mouth, every woman is biologically programmed to have somebody be the leader. And it always works best if the guy is the leader. Now, it doesn't have to be lopsided like it used to be in our dad's generation or our grandfather's generation. Maybe back then it was lopsided. It was 90-10 with the balance of power. Mm -hmm. But what I promote is you have to be 1%, only 1% more of a guy than she is. So that's what makes the relationship work. And unlike my peers, unlike my dating coach peers, a lot of them uh, will teach you how to get the girl, but they teach you um, to do so by lying and deceiving to win her over. Um, I teach you the for real way. And the, the real way to do it is I teach you how to do it with confidence, with uh being a gentleman and having manners, but you still get your point across. This is your line in the sand. There's no arguing. There's no yelling. There's no belittling. There's no demeaning. You don't have to resort to lies and deceit to get what you want. Um, basically, I'm teaching you how to get back to your authentic male self. So that's part of the reason, Aaron, why I got into this uh, type of thing. The other part of the reason yeah. is I do hold a degree in psychology from UCLA. Um, and the other part of the reason is back when I was a little girl and the second wave of feminism was occurring, women's lib was occurring in the 70s, and I just did a head slap. And I thought, what are you guys all nuts? You know, everyone was burning their bra and complaining <laughs> and what have you. Women's Lib started off with a good premise. The premise was equal pay for equal work. Well, it turns out that the women of the day couldn't solve that problem, so then they decided to just hate on men because they didn't know how to solve the problem. Now, I think that problem is solvable, um, but not the way they went about doing it. They wanted to uh, demand a, a pay raise or promotion or to get the job over a guy um, just because of their gender. Well, as a business owner, the business owner could care less what your gender is. That's not going to work for him or her. They don't care if you're blue, green, or po polka dot. That's not what's going to do it for the, for the business owner. What's going to do it is how are you affecting my bottom line? That's how you're going to get the raise or the promotion. Not because you're crying wolf and you're, you know, blaming it on you have to do this because it's my gender, because I'm a woman. So um, fast forward that to today, and I think men today, it's a bad time to be a guy. It's they, the, the media and women today have made men wrong for being men. Anything that doesn't act and smell like a woman, they don't like it. They denigrate you. You turn on TV. All 500 channels are for are for women. They're all telling us, uh, you know, both in the programming as well as the advertisers, they're telling us how stupid men are. You're a caveman. You're ignorant. You're dumb. And you're, you don't know what you're doing. You're wrong. Um, I don't believe in any of that. So the reason why I'm on my quest now is because I cannot stand an injustice. And there definitely is a trend right now that is making men wrong for just about everything. 
call it in the workplace, call it between your family, call it between your woman, just anywhere and everywhere you go, there are grave injustices being inflicted on men, and I won't have it. Now, a guy, wow. he can't talk about these subjects because a woman will bite his head off. So I felt yes. like, well, if the guy can't talk about it, guess what? I can now, do they bite my head off? Of course they do, but so what? I've developed a thick skin and I'm over it. You know, it's, it's, I feel that this message has to get done and I don't like the injustice and I want to restore manhood back to men as it should be. Absolutely. Wow. I commend you wow. for actually saying that. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. And men do need to hear this all of you and for the record the phone line is open the number to call in is 707-701-3325 once again 707-701-3325 please do give us a call if you're out there listening and have any questions uh linda gross is with us here tonight on the men's advocate show uh that's the host uh, I mean, that is a radio show that she hosts now, this is your time uh, to be able to reach out and ask those questions. Now, I did have a question. It slipped my mind. I will think about it uh, a little bit more here. But, yes, those brain farts are nasty. Uh, <laughs> yes, I right. it'll, it'll come back. Don't worry. <laughs> yes. But, uh, you know, it, even, even the ladies out there, the mothers, uh, because, you know... The, this is a very large travesty that's going on. There are mothers that are going through this too. I, there are. You know, I, when I do have a mother come on, or especially as a caller, and she's like out of the blue, and she's like, yeah, I lost my kids too for no known reasons, and she goes a little bit of detail. One of the commentaries that I make here on the radio is I say, wow, you were just treated like a non-custodial father. And they're like, what do you mean? You know, but <laughs> uh, the, Linda, she definitely knows. But, uh, you know, I, I'm thinking on the terms of being a guy and uh, not so much of meeting everybody on the level of uh, the, the feminine or as a woman. Uh, so I, I can't really relate all that much. Well, here you got Linda Gross, a lady. And she can probably relate to both ends a lot better than probably me, or more than I could. So, ladies and gentlemen, I, I ask that you give uh, Linda the utmost respect. Uh, she's uh, blowing through all these biases, one right after the other. And I simply commend her for it. I mean, these are one of the very few women that actually speak up on men's behalf. There have been other women that have penned books and went to the forefront, and especially those that talk about dating and stuff like that. And they find out that men have the, a very bad rap. Uh, men are very ill-treated, and they end up stopping writing their book. And there's this one lady, I forget her name, forgive me, but she ended up uh, talking about... The, the bias against men. And when she went on that direction, uh, 
she was ostracized from the mainstream. But I went out there and I bought her book to show my support. And her book didn't cover everything, but she was on the right track. Well, we've heard from Linda. Linda Gross. I highly encourage you all to go out to Amazon. Check out the book. Show your support. I'm going to do that. I'll probably end up buying my book by tonight. I just downloaded it. There you go. Thank you. I appreciate that. She's a professional. Uh, She's shown many colors here on the show. We certainly need to support support her. And she's already getting politically active and involved in the state of California. And she knows people from other states. I don't know the extent of who she knows, but uh, she's reached out to Missouri. And they're trying to... uh, well, they I don't, don't want to say They've already clobber. had their bill passed. They, they just recently oh, okay. got it passed. The, right. the equal equal parenting uh, bill just got passed. So she's actually the uh, re- honorable representative from the state of Missouri. Kathy Swan will be my guest for next Wednesday's show. So that would be Wednesday, the August 17 at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time. And we're going to delve into just how she got that bill passed because I think um, there's gold in them, them there, heels. And maybe we can <laughs> learn some of the insights on what she had to go through to get that bill through. Outstanding. And I'm going to quit flapping my gums here. we got several people that have called in. Uh, C.J. Abernathy, thank you for calling in and joining us. Uh, do you have any questions for Linda tonight? Yeah. Hey, Tim. How you doing? Doing good. And uh, I heard uh, I heard Mike, so I just wanted to say hello, uh, Mike. And uh, uh, C.J. Hey, yeah. I, I just got to say one thing. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. That, <laughs> you got to get rid of that. Got to get you got to get rid of that guy, that little kid with the helmet. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to the Seahawks being on TV in a few days, uh-huh. but I don't have uh, I don't have television yet. So out here in the middle of nowhere, so unfortunately, I, I might have to go somewhere to watch the game. But how do you think those Jets are going to hold up this year? My brother's a Giants fan. Yeah, I, I can be honest with you. I just I just do it to break chops. I could care less. <laughs> nice. Nice. Good. And that's well, what our legislators are saying, Tim. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I so, don't care uh, what, how the game is being played. We're just doing it to break their chops. I mean, yeah. believe what, they're, what they're saying behind the scenes. Well, I would be surprised, actually. Mike, Mike, play the prophetic games. <laughs> Mike, Mike, uh, Mike posted something earlier on one of my uh, on one of my threads, and and the, the gist of it was uh, that the uh, attorneys are loyal to the state bar and the courts over their clients, and. Uh, Something that I was thinking about after you posted that was, think about it. Uh, is anybody going to financially support an attorney the rest of their career? Probably not, unless you're a multimillionaire and you can afford to keep them on, you know, as a retainer and and uh, are paying them a hefty salary. But uh, True. but you know, think about it like this. Uh, you know, like with my attorney, you know, he's he's wanting to pursue avenues to overturn the judge's ruling, which is great. But uh, but I also I want to pursue the criminal charges for kidnapping because uh, and that was where my mm-hmm. question for Linda comes in is uh, from what I understand the statistic in California is that there's a roughly eight hundred thousand what they call quote misattributed paternity cases in the state of California and I know that they're working on a paternity fraud bill in California but uh, but we're having a hard time. Uh, well, at least from what I understand, they're having a hard time 
getting legislators to get on board with it. And so my question is, is how is it that, you know, it can be in the Title IV funding that the states are directly tied to the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, the percentages of paternity establishments? Uh, mm-hmm. That's And my question's more along the lines of, if the state just establishes a paternity, it doesn't mean that it's the correct paternity. Uh, does that still count for for the for the establishment for the funds, or are these misattributed eight hundred thousand paternity uh, you know, cases? Are they worked into the funding that the state of California receives? Uh, because if you I think, think about I it, I think they are. I think they are worked in. I think it still does count. Yeah. And by by the way, in the state of California, I don't know how it is in other states. But if that child is not yours, that child is presumed to be yours, um, and you have responsibility for that child up until age 25. Yeah, except uh, unless the court takes away your rights because, you know, for whatever nefarious reason uh, that the mother can lie in court and, you know, claim that you're the babysitter, not the father. Can sit there and say things like, you know, I don't know why I collected the child support from him and... You know all kinds of stuff like that, but there's uh, but there's something that the problem is with these eight hundred thousand uh, misattributed paternity cases, and I think this is something that you know will affect any state when we're talking about paternity fraud. Is mm-hmm. that these are all brand new cases that'll be able to be brought to the court. Now I know that that's going to say, well, that's business for them, but just just trying to untangle eight hundred thousand misattributed paternity cases is a is a nightmare. So. Is there a way to, I mean... And what, what is that, but I know, but what is that going to solve? Let's say they say, okay, you are not the, the true parent of this child. That does not relieve you of the obligation. Well, Your see, but that's what you would... Financial, that's a, it should. Because, like, a, because in, in, uh, in on, criminal CJ. law, you know, a lot of uh, inmates have been released be, due to this wonderful DNA evidence that Whoa. it was not th- they who committed this crime, and they've been exonerated, they've been given oh. reparations, and they have been released. Yippee. Unfortunately, the family, uh, family law courts do not work that way. You're still on the hook whether you're the real dad or not. Yeah, I'm not sure if I lost CJ or not. Uh, CJ. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we did. Yeah, yeah He'll be back, hopefully. Yeah. Just hopefully. just call in, CJ. Uh, but, yeah, we lost him. Uh, you know, those are all good questions. Essentially, uh, what CJ was talking about is, uh, you, you know, the 800000 but he also combines it with his personal story. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was seeing where he was getting at. And uh, the, the thing is, is he did get DNA, he went mm-hmm. through all the jumps, all the hoops, and they still denied him. I, I mean, it, it's it, he's been you trying mean, to be. You a mean father. he was? It was proven that he was the parent, and he was denied custody. Is that yes. what you're trying to get at? Yes. Uh, on what grounds? I mean, like, why uh, would they? They denied him just on the DNA uh, test. No, the the mother declined him. Uh, wanted him to have no parental rights so that's what they did it it was basically a rubber stamp yep okay what just happened what 
okay. I just lost everybody here, and I don't know how that happened. And yeah, you got you got me back. I just I, they, they somehow Lord. I got cut off. Well, uh, we're still streaming uh, for about a good hour, so I'm. Jeez. Uh, Every once in a while, uh, th this sort of thing just goes. Yes. Yeah. Um, crap. All right, looks like we lost everybody. Let me see if I can't get them all back. I'm going to try to call oh, every good. single one of Welcome them. Welcome back, CJ. Tim, are you are you there too? Yes, I, okay. I am back. I don't know what happened. I just got kicked off, but uh, right, yeah, everybody did. Um, <laughs> CJ, I wanted to address what you're saying, but I didn't get the the point, the the crux of what was going on. Can you summarize it in a sentence or two well, for me? It, well, I guess my crux of the statement is is that with all of the amount of problems that the current court system has created, uh, yes. my case just being one of them. Uh, what, does do legislators in that aspect take into consideration the amount of uh, damage that's already been done? I mean, just as a law would change to promote shared parenting doesn't mean that everybody tomorrow, is, let's say they passed it today, it doesn't mean everybody tomorrow is going to have equal parenting rights. Or if they pass paternity fraud legislation, that everybody's going to have the right paternity put on their birth certificate. So, I guess my question is: is how is advocacy groups? Uh, you know, do we kind of face that hurdle of of correcting the damage that the court's done uh, while advocating for the change? But you know, there's like, for example, paternity fraud. You guys were talking about the Washington State uh, legislation. Uh, you know, that, that didn't pass, and one of the main reasons it didn't pass uh, is because they didn't want uh, women, they believed that this was only a case, uh, patern they believe that paternity fraud is something that only a woman can commit, and I, I'd make the counter-argument that a man can be an accomplice to paternity fraud, uh, but uh, they didn't want the victims of paternity fraud to be able to collect restitution for the damages that have occurred. And that was the main reason why it didn't pass. We also had the conservative uh, members of the House, uh, specifically Matt Shea, tell me that, uh, you know, as long as Democrats are in office, we'll never see paternity fraud legislation pass in Washington state. So, I mean, with that kind of corruption, with that kind of mentality towards, you know, lying on a birth certificate, uh, and my biggest fear... Being an even more liberal state in California when it comes to uh, the family mm -hmm. law courts, uh, well, they approach it the same way uh, because uh, a lot of it seems to be who you know and and who they know and you know. So these advocacy groups, while they're great on social media for raising awareness, uh, ultimately, uh, unless the politicians uh, are on board with it, meaning like the interests, because they're beholden to their special interests. You guys were talking a little bit about that earlier so unless yes. the special interests are are on board with what we're trying to accomplish as advocacy groups uh, whether that be for shared parenting or for, for paternity fraud then you know we're essentially beating the war drums but they've put headphones on mm -hmm. so well when i was uh I kind of was talking about this topic with the representative from Missouri, the one that just got her bill passed. And she says that um, there's like a graduating dateline as to 
who gets qualified for what. So in other words, now that the bill is passed, anybody that has a new file uh, in the family law courts, obviously, you know, this bill will, will apply to them immediately. Um, so for the legacy people who have already been, quote unquote, injured, you know, she says it's you have to word the bill very carefully, like, you know, within X amount of within X amount of time frame, we're going to adopt the people that are already in the system and have negatively been affected by being an alienated, alienated parent. So, so, it kind so of goes it, in, it, it, there's a timeline to it. I don't know if that timeline is six months or a year or whatever, but with regard to uh, the, the reparations thing, okay, maybe the state doesn't want to pay reparations. So you, she says you have to write something like that specifically in the bill. So if that's an objection, you, you just have to say, okay, from the year 2016 forward, this is how it's going to be. So whatever happened in the past, maybe you're not allowed to collect uh, reparations for, you know, all the damages that happened in the past. So her advice was, mm -hmm. as a representative or as a senator, you have to be really sharp and really clear on how you write the bill and who's going to object to that paragraph or those sentences and write it to where the bill gets passed. Yeah. You can always do a new bill next year to address the fine-tuning aspect of it, but I think I, I agree with her logic is just get it passed. You can always fine-tune it later on a subsequent bill. Yeah. You can have subsequent bill, part A, part B, part C, whatever, and get those passed as well individually when, you know, the, the voting is only addressing a very narrow specific issue or area. I also find it interesting it takes a full year just for anything to happen. but Ugh, I know, right? Uh, slow wheels. Uh, but they do turn. And CJ, can you still hear what's going on? I think we might have lost him again. Yeah, it could be. I was hearing a lot of banging, so I don't know what he's doing. Uh, yeah. but, and we did lose Michael, and we also lost the other fellow. Uh, so if you guys are out there, and or, or from our listening audience, if you'd like to call in, it's 707-701-3325. Again, 707-701-3325. We're going to go ahead and move on to our next break. Folks, please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Plenty to come. Once again, this is host Tim Scomo on Parental Revolution on www.ktntradio.com, and we have Linda Gross here with us, the father's advocate. Real Life Radio, online, nonstop. Is the Second Amendment your line in the sand? Is the United States Constitution important to you? Are you worried about gun confiscation? You need to join us for free at gunconfiscation.com. At gunconfiscation.com, you will meet like-minded patriots, get the latest Second Amendment news, and find anything you need to prepare for gun confiscation. Visit gunconfiscation.com today. That's gunconfiscation.com. Which side are you on? Live. On air to the parenting revolution. Tune in with Tim Scomo. Join us as we fight the good fight on Monday, Thursday, and Friday, 9 p.m. Central, only on KTNTRadio.com. 
parenting revolution. Everything in their favor, love to play the system, and think that they have it all. Stand with us. I was to be married forever, and, um, you know, started going down the divorce road. Child what divorce. everybody calls a Disneyland dad. God, I hate that term so much. Do the courts really have your child's best interest? Yeah, retaliation. Exactly. They'll take the, in fact, they, they kidnap lawyers' kids. They'll, they'll take your kids. They, they threaten with kidnapping your children. This isn't about the best interest of the child. Or is your child just another paycheck? It's to get Are we going to let our children suffer through the hands of the court system? Stand with us. We fight. Take a stand. The abuse stops here. Enough. We fight. about how the uh, schools are coming after parents. Uh, here's one out of the UK. Several schools in England are threatening to call child protective services and have parents arrested. Why? If they find out that your kids are playing video games at home like Grand Theft Auto or Call of Duty. There you go. So, you know, if your kids play outside, call CPS because you're not uh, watching out for them. If they go to a playground, call CPS. If they walk home, from uh, the playground. Call CPS. If they're playing the wrong video games in their homes, call CPS. You kind of get the idea that they want to control our kids. Kind of get the idea they want to take our kids away from the families if they can't control them in the families. It couldn't be more obvious. To the Parenting Revolution. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And uh, we, uh, well, first of all, uh, you're listening to Parental Revolution on www.ktntradio.com. It is the 11th of August, 
good old Thursday, 2016, 8.20 p.m. here on the Pacific. And ladies and gentlemen, we have the phenomenal host of the Men's Advocate Show, Linda Gross. And we do have uh, a few gentlemen here on the line. And we have CJ and we have Michael Gilligan. And boy, they've just been firing question after question. And CJ is on the uh, wavelength about paternity and dealing with the uh, the fraud and everything that goes with it. And Linda Gross has been uh, trying to take those questions on here during the break. And we ran out of time on the break, so I want to continue this on the show. And uh, CJ, I, I think you've said a lot. Uh, would you mind if uh, Linda Gross uh, just continues on with what she was talking about and then you can add in? Yeah, absolutely. Your, your points. No problem. And Linda, you know, not to just try to drop you in on everything, but uh, what is your viewpoint or what do you know about the problem that CJ is having? I'm not sure I, I totally understand what he what his bottom line is, what he's getting at. I think what I mm-hmm. what we heard before the break is that the the ex wife claimed that he was CJ was not the dad at a later point, actually early on, six weeks into it, whatever, he got the DNA test. The DNA test did affirm that yes he is the dad. So CJ, please ask me your question specifically, uh, what you'd like me to address. Okay, so uh, well, first off, I'm the I, I was never married to her, so I'm oh, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm not a I'm, well, this isn't a marriage dissolution, this is uh, just a non-married couple uh, having a child. What she ended up doing was right. uh, using the presumption of paternity laws that actually again contradict federal law, uh, right. but uh, to say that her husband because she had an affair. To say mm-hmm. that her husband was the father. I mean, this woman collected my child support money. I got the bank statements to show it. Uh, she mis- And this woman, on the break, she misrepresented herself and, and committed perjury by yes. testifying to the child custody recommending counselor that I'm not the biological father, even though DNA proves I am. So, mm-hmm. I mean, when it's clear that somebody is going to go into a court and mm-hmm. perjure themselves... What advice do you you have men that are going to experience that? I mean, whether it's paternity fraud or just false allegations or whether it's, you know, uh, just a bitter custody dispute. You know, if somebody's going in with the full intention to misrepresent to the court the case... Okay, what what, what kind of... Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind okay. of well. That's out, just it. What I, kind of what, what what what? How do you protect yourself what? from something like this? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, clearly. I mean, I mean, yeah, she clearly. Went in, when the law won't do anything in, about it. Yeah, she Give went in chance. to deceive to say you're not the parent. Um, you know, and she failed with that. But that doesn't mean the judge didn't, you know, already sign the order to dismiss you. So, um, you know, now that you have the evidence, you have the, the medical evidence with the DNA test, I don't see why you don't have mileage with that. You should. I should, but, and you would think, but that's what I ended up having to go and testify in front of the Senate Law and Justice Committee and the House Judiciary Committee because you would think that when I say, here's the DNA evidence that shows this is my child, that my it, rights would not be removed. Okay, and they're still removed? Is that what you're saying? Today is, uh, what is today? It's, I believe it's like 802 days. 
something like that since I've had any contact with my daughter. Yeah, so no wow. contact yet. Wow. Yeah, to, uh, on the 18th, it's going to be her sixth birthday. I, did not, I have not seen her in uh, in two birthdays. Wow. I'm this so sorry the, to hear this that. This will be the third. So, you know, so this now, is what... So now that you have the, the, the medical evidence with the DNA test, that did not that doesn't didn't reopen the case or whatever no so what ended up happening what ended up happening was the judge used a california family statute not even a law a statute yeah. and it says that i had two years to uh get to the court of equity to establish my paternal rights now my hmm. argument with that is that a mother does not have to do the same thing with a court of equity to establish her maternal rights so the bias written into the family law statute itself is unconstitutional. So the simple fact that the federal law states, and this is on the National Conference of State Legislators uh, website, just go to their website and type in paternity establishment, and you'll see under federal law it says all states must allow for the paternity establishment of a child until a child turns 18. So what happens when you have a court... And this is kind of where my attorney and I seem to not be seeing eye to eye. Because I believe that if the court makes the unconstitutional ruling and violates your rights, the court is itself at fault and liable for the damages caused. But what my attorney seems to be directing me at and towards is that we, when we go into the court, and this could be something that's beyond my level of, of understanding at the moment, so this is why I'm asking. If... If I go into the court and she goes into the court, that court is a representation of who? Is that a representation of the state interest? Is that a representation of my interest, her interest? Because they're supposed to be, what, neutral, correct? They're supposed to be neutral, but it really is in, the, in favor of the state. It's okay, in favor so, of what the state wants to do. So when, when you're talking about paternity establishment, where their federal law states that all states... Meaning all courts, because if you're yeah. going to put in there all states, all courts must allow for the paternity establishment of a child until a child turns 18. If that court has knowledge, or whether or not the court has knowledge of, of that federal law, and he rules against that federal law, then where does a man go? Because, again, that's where my attorney and I are at odds. I, it's, I, it's, I do yeah. agree with you. And uh, I do think you need a new lawyer. I do have recommendations for you. If I personally am not a lawyer myself, but I am working very closely with uh, people who have uh, won very, very difficult cases. I think um, your ruling should be overturned at the very least. It should be reopened. The case should be reopened. And now, the fact that they're not that the fact that they're on. not granting you that is uh, unconscionable. So you just need a new person. I think you need some, and, some and new not, blood. Not, not to throw my attorney under the bus. My attorney is a criminal law attorney. And, yeah. and my attorney is quoted as saying about my case, quote, it's not about the understanding of the law at this point. It's about finding somebody that will correct the action that's already happened. And so, you know, in my case, and this is kind of where, you know, the listeners have of this show have been, you know, pretty much, you know, with listening to my story every time I come on, you know, I, I, I really find it hard to believe that, you know, 800 days, I've been coming on this show for over a year now, over almost a year and a half now, mm -hmm. and my questions are always still the same, and this is kind of where I think having you, Linda, with your expertise to be able to ask you, well, what would you do? Because 
that seems to be where I'm at is what well, do I know, do? The, what, what, yeah. what does anybody do in this situation? The two court systems work completely opposite from each other. In criminal law, you are, um, you are assumed and presumed innocent until proven guilty. Yes. Um, unfortunately, in family court law, there is no such rule. In fact, it's mm. worse than no such rule. In family law, you are presumed to be guilty until proven otherwise. Which is so why you're, I went you're, to you're the in a position, court. Yeah, you're in a position where the order has been signed, the case is closed, and they don't want to hear from you. They're, they're already done. So um, it's going to take some effort to uh, open up that case again and submit the ev- evidence correctly and, and, and have the seems, a, a attorney, seems, you know, cite the law. You know, you really have to undo um, the wrong that, that has been placed upon you. And it and shouldn't I think be that, that goes, way. It's, it's just a, it's a flaw of the system. Well, but I the, compare the it to like this. I, the, yeah, I compare it to this. The court is the only one in the land that works this way. They have their own agenda, their own set of rules. And family law serves themselves, basically. Well, see, and, and I look at it like this, and, and it's kind of like when you take your car into the mechanic, and yeah. you expect your car to come out working and in good, or, good order and working condition when you get it back. But what yeah. the family court does is they remove the engine, they take out your stereo, they, they, you know, they, they put your car on the auction block, <laughs> and, they, and, they, uh, and they, then they say it's your fault that you even came in here. So now you have to unfix this. And see, that's where my problem with this whole system is, is I'm just one father. You know, yeah. And if this is happening to many of us out there, then you know, look at it from this perspective. They have done a very good job making us feel like we're alone. And when Absolutely. I show up to the rallies in like Washington and there's 10 people there, that's mm-hmm. disheartening, you know, but there's, but so the, my, my whole thought process becomes, it, it does it, is it really just myself out there? How come we're not getting the bigger numbers, the bigger turnouts? I mean, it can't just be everybody's working. Everybody has a job. It can't just be because, you know, we, we put these things on and the reach just from like the father's rights movement is, is over 6 million. Right. So you, you would think yeah. there'd be more than 20 people in Washington or 40 in California. I mean, what, well, what's not even driving our numbers? The, the thing is, is people, uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to say that they're lazy, but, uh, they, they just kind of blow it off. They would rather be at home, turn on the boob tube and kick back and relax. Well, That's what I say. Don't worry, I'll fight for your rights for you. If you want to sit on the couch and be a sideline well, warrior, they, they, they that's also, fine. They also think, what's the point of going to this rally? All we're going to do is just stand around, do a little kumbaya, and then leave. But what it really does... Well, to be perfectly it, honest, that is pretty accurate representation of what happens at the rallies. <laughs> Can I say something? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's basically what it comes down to is the unaffected have to be as, as concerned as the affected. And they're not. And and, and, and and CJ, the symbol that you have is your icon here on the, on the Skype. The football helmet is, 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 is one of the distractions in our society. We're more concerned about the Seahawks, the Yankees, the Mets, and all this nonsense, and, and, yes, and, and the Beverly Hills Housewives and all the nonsense garbage that's on the, on the news, even the mainstream news, which is nonsense, not even the truth. And, and they have this very well, they have this they have the majority of society very very well distracted. You know, Mike, and that's a great point. But put it to you this way, and I'll bet you you'll back me up on this. 
I can't even name the starting offensive line for the Seattle Seahawks. So, and every year up until my daughter's kidnapping, I could name every person on the, you know, on the roster. I, looking, I, I, I want, I want Joe name. I'm hoping that Joe Namath takes the Jets to the to the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Like so, Steve Largen, I heard just got signed by the Seahawks. Yeah. So, you know, and, that's, and, and let me just let me just say another thing too about the, you know, I mean, this whole the whole system thing. You, you never ever. And this is just my my opinion, my opinion, and you know, I mean, take it for what it's worth. I'm here on the East Coast. I'm, I'm a retired policeman. I've been in the system. I, I, you know, I have a police experience for 24 years. The system is totally broken. The members of the bar associations in the local, state, and national, they, are, in my opinion, is, is 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 worse than the mafia. It's a syndicate. And they've got a hold. They got a monopoly on our court system. They were never meant to have this monopoly. Um, what we really need is is people like us, and, and there has to be a huge pro se movement. Um, and it's going to start one person at a time. And we have to go in and assert our rights. And uh, we have to crack a book and start learning the procedures and, and learning to do things ourselves. And believe me, these judges and lawyers, they don't want this to happen. Because they've got it all locked down. This is the reason why they don't want cameras in the courtrooms. They don't want anybody recording. They want to intimidate you when you go in with the, the gun in the room. They want to. They want to. They they want to violate their oath by threatening you with contempt if you open your mouth. You know what I mean? These. Uh, this is what's going on. It's the fleecing of America, uh, Ameri- of Americans, in uh, on this land. It's about learning about what jurisdiction is. It's, and challenging jurisdiction every time you go into a courtroom because nine times out of ten they don't have it, and the members of the bar that represent you acquiesce to the court and 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 they nudge their client and go just say yes, just say yes. Hmm. You know what I mean, that's the bottom line. You know, when you go to an arraignment, you never plea. I, I would tell this now to any perp going to a arraignment: you don't plea. You do a demure. Or you, you you don't consent to the benefit, especially where there's a situation where there's no real victim and there's no damages. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and you know, unless it's a seven major crime that you know you have you have somebody injured or, or you, you did serious damage. Um, but the bottom line is is that uh, you know um, we have to take we, 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 guys like you and me. And some and 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 the, and the other guys that we're associated with, you know, I'm even sick and tired of the rallies. They're not doing a damn thing. You know, no, I mean? we need to be we need to be inside the buildings. Is what we yes, need to be. we need to be we need to be doing something and showing us and setting an example and sh- and teaching other men and women, other parents, how to take care of themselves in the courtroom. That's what we need to be doing. We need to be meeting in parks. We need to be meeting in, in the libraries. We need to wherever we have to meet. And, and, right. and educate each other, and we're going to have failures, and we have to understand we're going to have failures, and we have to build on that. And, and and it's like you know, I guess it's like a you know a team. You know what I mean? Right. You're going you're not yes. going to win every game. You're going to lose. Let's learn from how we lost and go in and 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 and, and, and try to succeed the next time we go in. And believe me, right. once we start taking taking back and getting back our kids, like I haven't seen my boys in in two years. I got a narcissistic, uh, schizophrenic. Uh, what ex-wife? Um, you know, I, I, my poor son. He's 14 years old. He's got to sneak to text me now. The last two weeks, you know, I, I, I can't. You know, I feel like uh, my my balls have been cut from me because I can't protect my own son. And here I am. I'm, I'm an ex. I'm an ex policeman. 
who went out and protected people and kicked down doors, took names. And that's what I feel like doing half the time with, with my own sons, at, at, where they're living with their mom. But I can't do that because that wouldn't be setting a right example. The courts won't help me. They, I, I've been waiting to, for a trial, and all they keep doing to me is adjourn, 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 adjourn. And nobody does nothing. And the attorneys just go, well, we have to wait. We have Question to wait. for you, Mike. Does that? Do you think that that has anything to do with maybe they know of your advocacy yeah. at this point? Uh, they absolutely know. They're listening to this program right now. Yes. They're listening to this program right now. There's people listening to this program right now reporting back to the courts. There's no doubt in my mind. They're not listening to it on Skype like us. They're not participating. But they, you know, they all have their computers. They, they can listen to it on their computer. There's no doubt in my mind. They know that Michael Gilligan, the retired cop, who, uh, you know, is 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 you know hates the system, thinks that the uh, you know uh, uh, you know the bar association is a criminal organization, and I make it plain. I, I don't I don't make no bones about it. They are. They're a criminal organization. Yes. The, the things that I see that these people do in court, the, the the oath violations, you name it, using court offices to intimidate people. You know what I mean? And and you know here I am. I have this tattoo on my forearm. It's got my shield number. You know, it was my it was my dad's too. And I and I and, and when they see it, they know they ain't going to intimidate me. You know, especially where I live. And I look at them. I go, are you, are you serious? Are you serious? I say, go back to your post and shut up. It seems to me that the family law courts just want good hamsters that are going to say nothing and let them run their businesses. And that's just it. In family court, that's where we could win because they don't have jurisdiction. They don't have jurisdiction. That's why when you go in there, they don't they don't want you to say anything. They want you to acquiesce. You have to challenge them. You have to even have, you have to get up and challenge them. You have to yell at them if you have to. But, but everybody Michael, wants to be respectful. Yes, and we all have to. We all have to. We all have. We all have to assert ourselves. Let's put it that way. We have to assert ourselves in a forceful <laughs> yes. way, like men and women, and and let them know we ain't putting up with this. Yeah, you know? and Mike, Mike, Please, Mike. With, let me, let with me regard turn. to listening in, that was the excuse that was given me as to why there weren't more people showing up at the state rally that we did that we had in June meaning that someone might be listening in or watching that this participant this alienated dad yeah. is at this re- rally supporting this cause and that might hurt them the next time they go to court yeah, yeah it's well, a very real fear it's yeah. a fear yeah, yeah it so is, it's, it's, not, it's not fear. that they're it's not that they're being lazy watching football you know they they don't they're purposefully not showing up due to that fear Oh no! But the, the people who who are watching football are the people who are unaffected. We need to have people who are regular parents be as affected as we are to to, yes. to be concerned about this as we are because it could happen to them. That's yes. what I'm talking about. Those people are all sucking their thumbs and in their houses, yeah. you know, minding their own business. They don't want to be bothered with anybody else's problems. We don't look out for our neighbors anymore. Yeah, that's that's part of the problem. The we other look- part. Absolutely. It is part of the problem. The other thing that you were saying, um, calling them uh, a mafia, a form of mafia, of course it is. Of course it is. Do you, do you notice in the news now, most of the news is like that. You know, there are big giant issues and big giant fish to fry. And meanwhile, they're showing us Kim Kardashian and some other BS that has nothing to do with anything as a distraction to take our focus away from what, where it really should be. It's happening up and down in every form, uh, you know, f- every form of life today, not just the family, family courts. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Oh, I, like, I like you, Linda. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> listen to you. I'm gonna listen to your program now. 
Yeah, wow. I have a show on Wednesday now to listen and to. I actually, I, yes. I actually have a relationship question. Yes, please do. Uh, you know, here I am. I, I qualify myself a little bit. I'm like, here I am. I'm a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a divorced dad. I haven't seen my kids in two years. I have a. I, you were talking earlier, and I, and 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 I, and I was scared. I'm scared. I'm scared of women. I got to be honest with you. I mean, I don't. I don't think I could ever have a. a um, I'm afraid I'm never gonna have a committed relationship again. That I'm. That uh, I've had two failed marriages. Uh, they were both high conflict, narcissistic uh, types. That that you know, I, I got. I, I entered the relationships, and they would. They 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 professed to be the best thing since sliced bread, and I fell for it. And then as time went on, I was like, holy shit, what the hell did I get myself into here? This person's out of her mind. And, uh, you know, like then this last time, you know, I mean, I stayed in it a little bit longer because I had two boys that I was trying to protect. And um, But uh, I'm afraid now that, you know, I don't know what to do first. You know, I want to be happy and, and, and be able to love and to show love. And I think I deserve to have love. And yet I, 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 I don't have my boys. I don't. I don't. I feel so. I feel so. Uh, um, I don't know what to do first. I mean, I'm fighting. Yeah. Hard, I'm fighting hard to have to, to try right. to, to establish my relationship and to protect my sons and to be a part of and to and, and I've had to tell my son who I'm with like texting that he needs both of us. I'm not in this to 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 to, to kill it to, to kill off his mother. I'm 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 in it to try to find some kind of compromise and a way to work it out to, so that he has both mom and dad. That's and that's the difference between me and her. She wants me totally eliminated. I don't. I mean, I'm. You know, I mean, if if you look at us both, you would prefer the kids to be with me because I'd make sure that he'd have a relationship with his mother. Where on the other side, she, she has no she has no desire for me to be involved and wants there's me. No, there's no conscience there. No, it's, it's, there's no. It's, it's, no. it's, it's, a, it's a matter of it's a matter of empathy. It's yeah, a matter it's of very, empathy. Right. It's very self-serving, and I and I feel your pain. And uh, I don't know, with regard to your boys, if there's some way that you can stay in their lives. In fact, I had one dad, and he would show up to all the soccer practices. Now, he wasn't uh, legally allowed to interact with the boy, but at least he was in the stands, and at least the boy knew he was in the stands, and that was good enough for now. I mean, until the kid turns 18, he really had no choice. So he was not allowed to do the water cooler he was not allowed to interact but at least the boy knew he was showing up week after week why was he why wasn't he allowed to interact i don't know he was denied he was denied any kind of custody Hmm. you want to know what that's illegal that's illegal that's that doesn't even make common sense any court that does that and it's repugnant to the constitution and that's where the lawyers they will not they will not defend their clients to the fullest extent of the law because cash comes before kids and safety all the time. That's why you can never trust the guy from the Bar Association. Never. I've I've been to three attorneys. I'd fire all three. I'm getting ready to fire this one now because they will not. They, it, I know my I know my case better than anybody, and mm-hmm. they won't. They will not. Uh, do anything that you suggest or that you researched on. They won't do it. That's crazy. You're not gonna, they're not going to do that because they're all in on it. All the they got the my attorney's a member of the bar. The opposite attorney's a member of the bar. The judge is the primary member of the bar. Yeah, it's there yeah. is there is no mm-hmm. 
uh, uh, independent uh, or neutral parties in that room to do anything except for take care of the state, make sure that they get their Title IV defunding. 66% comes back to family court to help the magistrates get paid and, uh, and everybody else. This is, this is the bottom line. And this is where we have to start asserting our constitutional rights, get back to Article VI, Law of Supremacy, all of this stuff. And, uh, and shove it down their throat. And if they have to lock me up, because that's what they're going to do, they're going to threaten me with contempt, they're going to try to silence me and put me in jail. And hopefully, you know, Linda, CJ, Tim, you know, you'll, you'll talk about me on the radio while I'm in the clinker. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, you know, I don't know if you heard my little speech at the top, at, at the top of the hour, <laughs> but my, my theory is we have to learn how to play their game. Oh, you absolutely. have to know their rules. You absolutely. can talk constitution all you want. You can talk law all you want. They're not listening. They're not upholding your rights. Right. They're not. Right. So, so what are their rules then? They, well, the, their sure. rules are they have no rules. Well, get, so I, we have, but there is a driving force. There is a commonality to all of this stuff. And guess what? All roads lead to the same place. So it's my uh passion and desire to get to to that you know get to the bottom of it it's like you know i'm going to be um uh, talking to the head of the state bar in New missouri it's like what right does she think she has and her committee have to to not even get get that um measure out of committee it didn't even leave the meeting room like how how much clout do they have no, for that kidding. to happen they're not That's what happened in Washington. They're not That's representing what... the people. It's no. not, you know, buy-in for the people. It's it's buy-in for the special interest group. Yes. So <clears throat> it's my job to find out what rules are they playing by, and once we know what those rules are, then, we, then we'll then we have ammunition. You know what you the, have to... The, the, the standard practice isn't going to work. Yeah, you know what? You know, it there's hasn't a good, worked. There's a good question to ask them. What, whatever, yeah, whatever the state they're in, you ask them this question. Yeah. Their, their state laws, statutes, and codes, how does that apply to, to a person that lives in their area? How do they, how do they obtain jurisdiction? How, how, does, how does it apply to us? Is it I just know, but they have so much power, it didn't even get on the Senate yeah, floor, well they, on the, but, on but the they, representative floor. It yeah. stayed in that room. Yes, but they, they, say, they, they, they say it applies because they say, and it's law. But where's the evidence? Where is the evidence that it applies to me? Right. And they can't answer. The, they can't answer the question. No, it's not that they can't. They don't want to. They don't they, want. But they to. can't. There is no evidence of it. There is no evidence. Just because a, a man, a group of men and women, make a law repugnant to the Constitution, yeah, it doesn't apply to anybody, but themselves. They don't, they, it doesn't, apply, doesn't apply to me, and they can't answer that question. That's why jurisdiction is so important. Right. Yeah. I just need to make a quick announcement. There's several people that have been trying to call in, and I apologize, oh. folks. Uh, the The Skype is really acting up, and we all know that I use Skype uh, to take in the calls. Uh, yeah. Try to call in by using the actual phone number, which is 707-701-3325, and try it that way. 
And if you need uh, a reference of where the number is, just look it up on my Facebook page. Once again, 707-701-3325. CJ and and me want Linda to ourselves. They can't call in. Right? Like, I'm getting (laughs) a great interview here with Linda. I'm liking her information. Okay, for CJ, I want you to... um, Send me a private message on my Facebook page. I have a referral for you. Let's get your problem solved. Uh, Mike, with your question, yes, there are good women out there. Um, You might want to pick up a copy of my book because that tells you everything with regard to how women think, why they think, and you have to be the discerning factor. You have to be a good judge of character, and I, I give you all the roadmaps on when a woman does X, she means Y. When she does this action, here's what it really means. I give you all the red flags, and then that way you're not going into a relationship blindly. I tell you proactively how to sniff out good women and how to avoid the woman, the women that are going to get you in trouble. Wow. And I agree with you. You absolutely deserve love, but you have to put your heart and your mind, um, you know, towards this, and you have to protect yourself first. It's survival of the fittest. So you have to do what you need to do to be a, a discerning judge of character and sniff the the women that are no good for you. Get scratch them out of mm-hmm. your lives. And it's can not I, that hard to do once you know what their their tricks are. Their can I ask you a question? Motive yes, operandi. Go ahead. Do you do you walk the talk? Are you in a relationship? Yes, I'm married myself. All right, all right. So you're it. You're the real thing. Just not to yes, not to ask too is. much of a personal question, but uh, has uh, is your uh, is your husband uh, has he ever experienced anything like uh, the majority of our listeners have you know gone through? My husband does not have kids of his own, so um, I'm going to say no to that. So, gotcha. no. Well, so, lucky, but, but, lucky I mean, him. But he supports me, and he actually like came with me to Sacramento, and mm-hmm. he supports all my efforts. He's behind it, and I hope I'm fighting the valiant fight for you guys because somebody's got to be this voice. It's gone well, on way too long, and it's so out of control. We've got to put an end to it. Right. I mean, Linda, there's there, there's not very many... Uh, women that are actively an advocate for men's rights or parental uh, equality and yeah. so you know just uh, you know for myself you know thank you for being available for you know and being that voice uh, it is nice to, to know that, that there are women out there that you know believe in this cause so just uh, just on my part thank you for uh, you there, know there being a a, one of those people. There is a Thank website you so much. On, in fact, the, the statistics show that only 15% of, yeah. of women consider themselves feminists. Guess what? 15%. But if you listen to the media, it makes it sound like it's 90%. Or, so, yeah. Michael, women, there yeah. is hope out there, but you have to be a good judge of character to you know, separate the good from the bad. So you're telling me I'm a loser? <laughs> no, I'm telling you, you just, you just need to learn a couple of skills to like figure it out. That's all. No, I'm you're just, not a loser. I'm just, I'm just being a typical girl. I'm breaking your chops. That's yes, all. Yes. All right. And, okay, go ahead, go ahead, Tim. We have yes, a new person on the line? Uh, no, not yet, but... Um, Michael, oh. there, well, there's a William, and he's trying to get through. So please just call in, folks, 707-701-3325. Michael, CJ. Okay, Linda, she has a Facebook page, and I will post it. Uh, you can see it on my Facebook page wall, but I will post it also here in the group on the uh, live chat. And you can actually give a review and 
while you're giving the review, give her a five-star review and just say, hey, we we heard you on the parental revolution. You kick butt. What? I mean, don't use those exact words, but you guys know what I mean, right? <laughs> give her a good review. I would yeah, let, let her let let her let her let let all the let all the other uh, fathers and and mothers out there that are going through this. We'll we'll let them know that you're uh, you're on the the safe side for somebody to talk to. Thank you, I appreciate that. She, she and if they have the trouble finding the review, just private message me, and I'll give you the direct link. Um, and you can rate it with stars or add a sentence or two, whatever you like. Absolutely. And Thank you. I and and that. I'm easy to find. My radio program is. And the Facebook page, same name as the radio program, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. My book is on Amazon, ebook or paperback, Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. Who wouldn't want that? Amen to that. And, you know, folks, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's you know, we, we always can't look to a book for answers. But what she does is provide an excellent guideline and advice and a, on a professional level. You, you can't go wrong. This is good stuff. It, I mean, what she's providing here is phenomenal. Jump on it while you can. And I'm, tired we, of going, I'm tired of going out with Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> oh, well, that, that begs the question: What's your favorite flavor? I like a American Dream. Uh, <laughs> there you go, with American cool. Dream, with cool absolutely. But uh, it, folks, we we do uh, usually we go for about two hours, and uh, we're getting close here. We're on our six minute to end of the hour. And uh, I never really talked to Linda about going over two hours, but uh, that's pretty close to concluding our show. I would like to give the mic over to Linda for the last few bits of wisdom for the next, uh, I don't know, uh, next six minutes. But uh, I'm, I'm afraid if I give the mic over to CJ, he would take up the whole six minutes. How about yeah. just one question? One question. <laughs> one question. One question. For poor Linda. One uh, direct. Do you, do you do you believe that there will be a day where parental equality will be law and our court system will be constitutional? You know, it's in our hands. It's not as elusive as they make you think it is, but you know, they're going to, the, pow- the powers that be are going to do everything in their power to distract you and discourage you and instill fear in you to take away more and more of your rights. So we're seeing the rights being taken away because, um, you know, the nuclear family is, is a point of strength. And the powers that be don't yes. want you to have that strength. Bingo. So, you know, throw in Second Amendment. Um, you know, they, they, they blame everything on guns. You know, all the violence that's happening, they blame it on guns. No, it's not guns. I mean, people are controlling the guns. And you know what? Tomorrow, if they took away every single last gun there is, so what? How did 9-11 happen? That wasn't a gun. How did Boston happen? That was a bomb in a knapsack. That wasn't a gun. So the bad people are still going to find ways to get their point across and still do harm. So um, the, 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 the parental family courts system is not going to change without uh, our concerted effort. The lawmakers, even though there are some good lawmakers out there, the forces are just, the odds are just so far against them that they almost have no choice. 
So um, I think there's strength in numbers, and it really is going to come down to us governing ourselves and us making these changes happen. If we have to get the 400,000 uh, signatures on to get on the next ballot, then that's what we have to do. If we have to get sit inside a legislator's office to, to show them uh, evidence and details and journaling and photographs and videotapes, whatever it is we have to do to get on the next uh, voting process, that's what we have to do. We have to get in their face. And we have to, most importantly, we have to figure out how to play the game their way. That's how you win. Yes. And on in other note, words, in other words, mm-hmm. if you're showing up to a football game, you don't show up in baseball gear. That's not going to work. <laughs> That's a great analogy. I like that. Okay. So when you show up to the football game, you better have football gear on and I think that's what we're doing we're um, we're not showing up to the game correctly and that's why we're not being successful well, you never been to New York oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah that's another thing right oh, boy. yeah and uh, you know Andy uh, he wanted to pass on a message uh, another gentleman that has been trying to call there's Aaron there's William there's Andy there's Bill uh, there's yeah. Chris and sorry guys I'm trying here uh, if you guys can't call, I apologize. But, um, yeah, it was Andy that wanted to relay the message to CJ. And he okay. goes, mention this. Well, hey, what's up, Andy? He goes, CJ, well, light up R-O-R-Y, Rory. I guess that must be some inside talk that you guys have, uh, you know. Uh, I have no idea what you just said, Tim. What was that? <laughs> R-O-R-Y. I, I think yeah, it's his daughter's my, that's name. That's my daughter's name. Yes. Aww. Yes, that's what it is. Rory. Yes. Well, so I knew Andy, knew you can it. you can always message me. You're you're uh, you're definitely a nugget of information that's golden. So. Oh yes. Yeah, I love it when Andy is able to come on here. Uh, he certainly uh, rocks uh, rocks the world here, and I I think he is pretty much on the same wavelength as Linda. But uh, actually, Andy has actually studied law. And he can easily practice, but he knows that the system is corrupt and he wants nothing to do with the corruption. That's another story altogether. Andy, uh, Andy thank you. It's all for Rory. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that, uh, Andy. Thank you. And uh, you guys, uh, I, I, Linda, I appreciate you uh, answering the questions. I, I, uh, you know, I think that, again, having advocacy that's educated, that's, you know, uh, men and women, uh, and we're all saying the same thing, the Title IV, the, the Family Courts on Constitutionality, Mike with Challenging Jurisdiction. Uh, these are all aspects that we add in our talking points. While it does affect men more than women, it doesn't matter at any point. It's still something that we have to fix. And yes. I think that yes. as we're doing it together, as, we're, doing, as we're, we're learning all these things as an audience together and as a show together... Uh, I think that's what's going to help keep us together. Um, well, you know, I would just, go ahead. I would just like to add in real quick that you know, when it comes down to the actual change that's going to happen, and that was where my question was for Linda: is do you think it's going to be a constitutional court someday that parental equality be law? I think that that's just a matter of time. So I know that that's the worst thing that anybody, including myself, wants to hear. But without time and effort, uh, we're just letting the status quo continue. But shows like Tim's, shows like Linda's, now I've got a Wednesday show to listen to. You got to mm-hmm. keep yourself. You got to keep yourself 
you know, focused. That's why I listen to Tim's show on Monday, Thursday, Friday. That's why I, I'm going to listen to Linda's show now on Wednesday. Yes. So you fill yourself with that information, with that knowledge, and then you, you and advocate like everybody else, and that's all you can do. But I think it's like what Mike said, where these guys are listening in, and they're, you know, have the interests of the courts at their, in their hearts. You know, well, they're listening to the other side, and we have passion. They have corruption. We have dedication. They've got loyalty to a system that feeds them. So we have attributes that we bring that they don't have, and that's what they're that's what they're going to recognize over time. You know, and you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that in time those people that might be listening that are on the uh, other side of the fence. They might be on this side of the fence one day and hope that they'd helped when they could. I and know, right? That's yeah, I think I think time in and of itself isn't going to be the deciding factor. Um, it's going to take time and effort, and it's not just any kind of effort. It will take concerted effort. It will take the correct steps to get there. But, I, I, you know, I'm yes. here for the long haul. I'm here for the fight. Um Tim, if you're willing, I'm more than happy to come back on. I know you've, maybe we've had some Skype issues and maybe people aren't getting through. If you want me to come back at a later date, we'll take new calls. And uh, I definitely oh, appreciate uh, CJ and Michael for sharing some of their stories. And um, I appreciate you, Tim, for having me on. This was a great experience for me, and I look forward to doing it again. Tim, Absolutely please bring her on uh, as soon as possible. Please. <laughs> yes. No, it's been an honor. I, I'm uh, once Linda accepted my invitation, I was practically giddy. I was just like, "Oh yeah, Aww. she's coming!" So yes, uh, folks, uh, I'm glad that you guys are getting in tuned. And you know, I we were kind of picking on the subject a little bit about going to the rallies and stuff like that. And even I said it was a kumbaya and everybody leaves, but uh, you know, there is a little bit more to rallies and that is network getting, there is shaking hands, getting to know people and meeting, meeting them face to face. That's how I got to know Linda. So I, I mean that these are key essence as well. And get to feel people out and find out who they're, uh, where they're from, and what's going on, rather than just a Facebook page and a thumbs up. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I totally agree. Exactly. And, and listen, and, and do it wherever you can. Do it in a park. Meet at a diner. Have a club. Yes. Have a yes. club meeting, or you know, and, and and talk about your experiences in a courtroom. Teach other people, you know, what you've learned. Find out something from somebody else. Collectively try to help each other out. Go to court with people who are going to court. Be in the audience when they're in it for support. Listen to what. Be a court watcher. And basically, we have to become. We have to take it up as a sport almost. You know, court watching, because these people are getting away with destroying us, destroying us. And uh, and we have to hold them accountable. You know, and and people in the audience can take notes. So if you come in there with a pad and a pen. They may think you're part of some like judicial committee, and that you know, especially come up looking, you know, with a nice, you know, you know, three piece suit, and you know, looking official. You know, you make them think about what's going on, because nobody goes to court except for lawyers. Right. Good point. And and Linda and Linda, I uh, I just gave you five stars, and I gave you a review. Oh, thank you so much. I really I'm not. I'm it. not gonna. I'm not gonna rate your <laughs> show until after I listen to the first one on Wednesday. 
Okay. But I, I, but if it's anything like if your if your information is anything like this show and your advocacy is as strong as it is, then like I said, I found a new show for Wednesdays. Oh, thank you so Tim, much. You, bet, you, you better you not even, compete with even... this woman. <laughs> you better you not even... you, you you better not try to take that time slot from her because uh, the competition might be strong there, Tim. Uh, not a problem there. You, We're you, you don't even you don't even have to wait till Wednesday. You can look at the uh, our archive shows and yes, pick and right. choose whatever you want to listen to. Sounds oh, so you mean I can go back and listen to previous shows? Yes. Yeah, of course. Nice. It's easy to find. Um, just go on Google, SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. Well, Google, I've uh, SoundCloud, I've The Men's Advocate. I've listened to every single Tim Scomo show, minus uh, maybe two in the last month here that I've still got to catch up on from my move. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I definitely, I used to throw his shows on in the morning and listen to his shows, and then I'd listen to his live show in the night. So Thank I'm you. pretty sure that's what I'll be doing with the men's advocacy show. And there I am, you go. Yes, and I've been pretty consistent. I, I think you're my witness now. Tim, you're one of the most consistent men, if not human beings, on the radio. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's a huge compliment. And folks, do give Linda, you, uh, give her a listen. Absolutely. When the radio show is on on Wednesday or check out the archives. But that's going to conclude our show. I know we already went five minutes over, but all in good fun. And we're, we're working her into extra innings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'll come back for another show. How's that? Absolutely. My door is always open and I'm here for the long haul. So... I'm here to support you guys, and let's get this done. Amen. Linda, what time? What time's your show on on the East Coast? Is that what time would it be on the East Coast? Six p.m. Eastern. Okay. Three three p.m. Pacific, six p.m. Eastern. Well, that works out great for me. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Tim. Love it. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a blast. Um, I look forward to seeing you guys again. And. Um, over and out, huh? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Linda. <laughs> I appreciate everything you guys are doing. I really like you being here. Thank you so much. Right on. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, for listening in, thank you so much. Uh, without you guys, I wouldn't be here. So we will be back tomorrow. Definitely check us out. I'm going to try to get Tommy Bull, the movie director, on live radio so everybody can get their movie updates and stuff like that for parental alienation and the two uh the two movies that he's trying to design and set out there on that note ladies and gentlemen have a good thursday night god bless you all Take care.